Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 116. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. That is something I say every week, and I didn't necessarily mean for it to be like the first thing I say every episode, you know, kind of verbatim every time, but it just stuck, and I want to just take a minute to say I mean it so much. Thank you to all the new listeners. I've heard from several new listeners this week and several listeners who are, you know, all over the world. I've had listeners from Sweden, from Denmark. I've had several people reach out to me this week who are international listeners, which is just amazing. I love knowing that the podcast is is reaching all of you and that just that you're finding it helpful. And that's true for anybody, whether you are, you know, on the other side of the world or down the street. I am so grateful for all your support. I love connecting with you. If you are enjoying the show and you want to just send me a message. I appreciate that so much. It really warms my heart. Um, Or if you're enjoying the show and you would be so kind to leave a rating and review, those really help other people to find the show. So if you're listening now, you can just scroll down and, you know, tap that five star or tap write a review. I would be so appreciative and thank you so much. So today I am super excited. My guest is Tamika Lachey Morales, who you may remember if you've been listening for a while. She was my guest all the way back on episode nine. So that was a long time ago. And Tamika is the president of the Autism Hero Project, which I have talked about many times on the podcast. You might remember my friend Jamie, who she's been on a couple of times. She is now the vice president. She's joined the board just this past year. And Autism Hero Project is a non-for-profit that is just very, very close to my heart. And the work they are doing is absolutely incredible. I can't wait for you guys to hear more about it in the episode. Tamika is just a total powerhouse. And when she initially came on the show, I really barely knew her. I I kind of reached out to her on a whim because I was following Autism Hero Project. And you'll hear me kind of talking about this with her on the episode. And it's sort of funny. But the really amazing thing is that since her and I have recorded that episode, you know, over two years ago, we have just form this really amazing friendship and you know our kids like go to each other's birthday parties her, she comes over to the house with her husband I mean we just we've gotten really close and she's amazing she's the kind of person where like if you want someone in your corner who's gonna like get stuff done 
it's Tamika. And I know you'll, you'll definitely understand that when you listen to her on the episode. She's one of those people that, you know, we all have like 24 hours in a day. But when I listen to Tamika tell me everything she's working on, I'm like, you must have like 30 hours because I don't know how you're able to do everything that you do and just be so accomplished. She just, she has so much going on and she handles it all so beautifully. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. She is also an author, again, does a million things. And she recently wrote a a story, a piece that was published in a new book that she's going to read on the podcast. And it's a short story, but it is so moving and beautiful. Before her and I recorded this episode, we were talking about, you know, everything we wanted to discuss. And I told her I really wanted her to read that during the episode because I I just knew how impactful it was going to be for everybody listening. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear that. And you'll hear us talking about a few different things kind of coming up with the AHP. And definitely make sure you follow them. I'll have everything linked in the show. They are, they're doing so much good and they're they're truly just changing the world. So I'm, I'm so proud to have Tamika on and to get to talk more about Autism Hero Project. So definitely check that out. But for now, here is my conversation with Tamika. Hello, Tamika. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. What's up, Megan? (laughs) Hello. Now you just said to me, I have to get your name right. So I just said Tamika, but for anyone who's not familiar, this is Mrs. Tamika Lachey Morales on the podcast. <laughs> you said that like a medio Latina. Uh, well, I love it. <laughs> just for you. Just for you. So some of you might remember that Tamika was my guest on the show way back in the beginning. I, I just said I can't remember what number it is. So I'll put that when I when I do the opening. But it's so funny to think back on that episode because I had connected with you on Facebook after my husband dropped off his clothes at the dry cleaner and next door at Liberty Tax, there were all these signs up for Autism Hero Project. And he came home and said, have you ever heard of the Autism Hero Project? And I was like, no, I haven't. But I found you guys on Facebook and I started following you. And then not very long after that, I started the podcast and I was reaching out to anyone I knew or had any connection with, with autism, even though I was, I was just following you on Facebook. I had never connected with you, but I basically just sent you a message and said, Hey, do you want to come on my podcast? (laughs) Yeah, no, actually you asked me first to share it on our social media pages and I did. And then you asked me, do I want to come on your show? And, and it was so funny, too, because you were like, listen, I've listened to a lot of autism podcasts, and I don't like them, but I'll share this one because I really like it. <laughs> yes, you're so right. Oh, my God. Is that awful to admit? But no, I think a lot of them, I mean, I can tell you for sure. I mean, it's, what, three and a half years now. Uh, they sucked. I'm sorry, but they, they did. Yes. They, they were boring. They- That's what they were. I just found them so boring. Hence why I said I would start my own but I've been busy trying to change the world. So <laughs> yes. And we're going to get into all that. No, when, when I started this show, I couldn't even find an autism podcast, especially one that was like still in production. Yeah. So I, yeah, there was definitely at this point, there was not, there was not many out there. Now there's, there's several more and there's some really great ones. So, but it's there. Time, oh yeah. There, there's some really good ones. I'll give you, I'll give you some names and we're done. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, that was kind of our first introduction. And it's so funny to think back on that now because we have formed this like incredible friendship and you, I always say, I'm like, you're like family to me. You really are. Oh, I love you. You I know you're my, you're my tribe. I love you. I know. Totally. Yeah. We, we definitely, we've been really fortunate to just establish this amazing connection. Um, but for anyone who's not familiar with you, if they want to go back and listen to that earlier episode to hear kind of your backstory in the early days of your journey go listen to that. But kind of starting from today, obviously there's been many changes and updates in the past few years since you've been on. And I want to talk about your amazing son, legend, which that's <laughs> not his real name. So do you want, but I call him legend. You call him legend. Do you want to share the story on how that name came to be? Cause it's my favorite. Sure. Okay. So, uh, his real name is Maximilian. Uh, and so, we called him Maxim for short because it's, you know, it's a long name. And anyway, one day we were, when I get mad, I use his full name, Maximilian Eros Morales. Get over here right now, dude. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one day I was calling him and I was like, Maximilian, Maximilian, get over here. Oh, he thinks I'm calling him. See, <laughs> that is so priceless on cue, babe. Oh you can God. close the door. No, I know, I know, I know. That's so funny. It's beautiful. Okay, legend, you can close the door. Thank you. So that that's you couldn't have of that's hysterical. Anyway, so um, I was calling him and um, he wasn't responding. I'm like, yo, what's up, dude? And he's like, oh, that's not my name anymore. And I was like, excuse me. He was like, yeah, no, you can call me the legendary Maximilian. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, yo, dude, I'm going to let you know right now. Maximilian is long enough. Uh, hence why you already have a nickname and we call you Maxim for short. And your name, your nickname can't be longer than your real name. So he was like, oh, okay. Then you can just call me legend for short. And literally the name stuck. I thought, okay, he's really like showing me his personality and He's funny and and quirky like that. So the very next day, I actually contacted his school teacher and was like, hey, just, you know, for shits and giggles, can you call him Legend today? And then I kind of told her the story and literally she called him Legend and he looked at her and he just went with it. And then the class started calling him Legend. And then all of his teachers started calling him Legend throughout the school. My friends started calling him Legend. And then my posts on social media went from Maxim to Legend, and so the name stuck. So yeah. now he literally is called Legend by everybody. I mean, self-proclaimed, seriously, self-proclaimed. Totally. When I see him, I'm just like, "Hey, Legend!" I mean, it's just like, and he responds. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. It's oh yeah. my god, I love it so much, especially when you told the teacher because you said yeah. he was like, "Oh my gosh, she knows," but then he yes. Like, he, I know it was like a shock. So, but who would think, I mean, that was years ago. And so everybody knows him as a legend. Even my, it's hysterical. My mom was just visiting from Florida and uh, she just kept calling him legend. And it's, it's so funny to hear grandparents calling him legend. So like nobody calls him by his name anymore. No, that's, well, mm-hmm. you know, my kids, they don't go by their names. So <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I love it but I just love it so much legend okay so tell me a little bit about how how is legend doing we just heard him which is amazing um Um, what's up with legend and and everything with him 
And then obviously I want to talk all about Autism Hero Project because it has just blown up over these past months. Absolutely. So uh, Legend is 10 and a half uh, almost. And honestly, I doing the work that I do with the Autism Hero Project, I just have to say that, you know, I feel really blessed. You know, we're in a good place. Um, in the beginning of this pandemic, since we are in, you know, these unprecedented times, you know, in March when we went into crisis learning and I am a school teacher, uh, it was really, really tough in the beginning. Um, and, you know, my son is a little addicted to electronics, right? So I still remember that in the beginning of this pandemic, you know, we were trying to hide all the technology because they were on school, on, you know, e-learning all day long. All of the therapies had went on to telehealth and I was just so mentally done with electronics and seeing him on electronics. And I don't know if you if you saw this, I think you did actually. I hid his uh, Google Chrome and he one day went searching for it, determined to find it and climbed to my bureau mm-hmm. and the whole bureau came crashing down. Mm-hmm. And the TV caught the bureau but everything literally came crashing down and uh, like my awards were broken jewelry all over the place and the drawers were popped out like all over the floor. And I just remember thinking, Oh my God. Cause you read stories about people who don't have their bureaus like that are drilled into the walls. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, he was, he hadn't turned 10 yet, but the fact that he climbed this bureau kind of freaked me out. So, um, so in the beginning, I would say that uh, we were a little like thrown off, like with the rest of the world and, and e-learning, you know, didn't seem like it was going well at first. But then I realized, honestly, it was me. I was like, shame on me. I wasn't putting a visual calendar together. And he's a kid who strives on having a visual calendar of expectations knowing that when he wakes up, I was tired of reminding him, you're supposed to brush your teeth, go brush your teeth yet. You're supposed to be on, you know, on your Google Chrome by 8am. And so literally, I was like, I can't really be mad at him. This is the things that he needs to thrive and strive. And I'm not doing that. And so we put a visual calendar board together. And I kind of started putting those same strategies that I learned from ABA therapy um, in place. And, and then I have to be honest with you. And now he's doing amazingly well. Mm. He's thriving and he's, I just had parent teacher conferences yesterday. So he's doing really, really well. Um, and he's very smart academically, um, math wise. He's a semi genius in math class. Um, and he's doing great. So I can't complain. I'm very blessed. I, I will tell you that. I know that I'm very blessed and I'm fortunate. And so he's doing well. You know what I, I love about him? You guys came over one time and he was with you and Logan was like sitting on the couch watching, I don't even know what, on on his, uh, his tablet or one of the iPads or something. And I mean, Legend and Logan are, again, just talk about how different the spectrum is. They are, they're both, they're very much on like opposite ends of the spectrum. But I, I saw this connection with them because, because. Legend just came and just sat right up on the couch with Logan and they were really close, like sitting super close together, just yes. watching, watching his iPad. And it was the cutest thing. And I was, I was happy to see it. Cause I'm like, you know, it was as different as they are. I could see that little kind of connection with them. Yeah. It was really beautiful to see. 
Yes, I agree. And I think um, legend is really, I actually, I think kids in general with autism, you know, as much as they're loners and stuff like that, I think they're very in tune to like other people and, and kind of being observant in that way. I'll just give you an example. Um, last Christmas, we had some friends from out of town and um, they sing in a church, like they, they, they preach and they sing at churches. And um, so we had went to this Latino church and there was a boy who had kind of seen Maximilian um, during church service and saw that, you know, Maximilian had his little, you know, where he's not, he, you know, his motor skills are just like, he's like, you know, not staying still. And he's kind of like regurgitating his favorite show to himself or, or something. And so make a long story short, after the service, um, they had like, they break bread, right? And so he came over and he first asked is Maximilian if he was okay, like just checking in. And we're like, yeah, no, he's good. And next thing I know, the little kid brings his tablet over and hands it to Maximilian and they start playing and it, and then the mother comes over and she was an ABA therapist and I didn't know that, but she asked me if Maximilian was on the spectrum and I said, yes. And she said, her son is two. And somehow her son had a keen awareness and spotted him in the room and just kind of was drawn to him. And that always stood out to me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that was how I felt with that moment with, with Logan and Maxim. Cause it was like, they didn't at that point, I, maybe they had met before, but I don't even know if they had, but it was like, they just immediately, he just like found him on the couch and went and just sat right next to him. And they mm-hmm. were just like watching their show together. And, yeah. but, but same thing with that, like how you said the little boy, like it just kind of zeroed in on him. It really is amazing. And you and I were talking about this beforehand, how, a lot of this journey, especially in the beginning, there, there's a lot of sadness and there's definitely grief and feelings that need to be processed, but it's so amazing when you get through all that, come out on the other side and you really can see the beauty and appreciate it, especially in those little moments, not the big moments that are like, you know, these huge milestones that are amazing as well, but those little moments that you can pick up on and just see like, wow, there's, there's so many really truly just gifts involved in this journey right and that's exactly you know what we spoke before the podcast started recording but yeah and you know I feel like an autism parent probably knows too well how to recognize those smaller little gifts because we hold on to those and they give us hope and we kind of celebrate those little moments um and just they're so unique to us that we, you know, we, we feel a little something, something because of them. And Mm -hmm. so I agree. I think the journey, you know, it's, it's like what our conversation was beforehand, right? This Mm -hmm. journey is not an easy one. Um, And it's so easy to focus on that. And I think people get lost in that and they get lost in their woe and, and that they don't have time to kind of take those moments to reflect and see the beauty, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, that's, that was my story in a nutshell. Um, on how the genesis of the Autism Hero Project came about and what life was like for me before coming out with Maxim's diagnosis. Yeah. And so, which is a perfect pivot into, right, how we started. That leads <laughs> right into everything with AHP, which, by the way, I was putting up my Christmas tree just yesterday and Liliana found our 
uh, the ornaments that you guys gave out at the gala last year. Oh, um, and, and I we put up on the tree, and and it was so sweet because all it says is AHP, and with the, the superhero shield, right? Yes, uh huh. And the inside, there's little um, puzzle pieces that mine were painted in gold. I don't know if you had other colors, but I did. They're gold. And Liliana found it, and she goes, "Oh, mommy, this is for autism." And it was, I was like, I I mean, she doesn't, she always is amazing me. Um, But I didn't. That's my little diva. You know that, right? Yes. You guys have a total kindred thing going on. Yes, we do. (laughs) Latin firecrackers. Um, But it was so amazing that she picked up on, I didn't even know that she knew like the puzzle pieces were like one of the symbols for, it's just amazing what kids can pick up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, when, when, like I said, when you were on that first episode, you guys hadn't even had like your first, you know, annual gala. And now, I mean, you are like every other week. <laughs> some kind of There's event. an event. I know. Oh my God. You're right. Especially this year. So um, for those who haven't heard the first episode that I was on. Um, so my journey started with a book, I always say. Um, I got invited to co-author in a book called Today's Inspired Latina, Life Stories of Success in the Face of Adversity. And I had initially been invited to write a different story because I do acting and I do playwriting. And I had written my life stories in a play that I wrote titled The New Eurekan. And that was initially the story that I was going to write in this book series. And after writing it, after submitting it to the author, um, I had already been sitting with my son's diagnosis for nearly a year and a half at that point. Um, and I hadn't told a soul. I forbidden my husband to tell anyone. I hadn't told my mom, my siblings. Uh, we actually hadn't even told our oldest son that, you know, his little brother had received this diagnosis. I just couldn't under the, utter the words autism. Like, that's how broken I was at the idea. Um, I was, you know, very admittedly, like, to just be honest and say I was in a very dark place. I, uh, it took me a long time to go through the stages of grief, as I like to say, um, before I got into the acceptance, right? And when I say acceptance, I don't mean just finally accepting it. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, accepting the fact that, um, it is what it is. And I need to like, stop feeling sorry for myself. Stop blaming myself. I needed to find forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I just need to come on the other side of it. Mm. As you can see, it's always still very challenging, but mm-hmm. all of that to share that I uh, started, I actually asked the uh, publisher if I can take my story back and I said, there's a different story that I'm meant to tell. I kind of got like this God whisper and said, you know, this is the story you're meant to write. And I remember thinking, how can I write this story if I'm I'm still like so emotionally rocked by it? Mm-hmm. But I really am so glad that I listened to that God whisper, Megan, mm-hmm. because it really began my journey of healing. Writing is what I say really started to heal me. And if I didn't take that moment to reflect and really think about just every aspect of Maximilian's journey at that point and everything we had gone through and, and really just sit in that, I don't think I would have paid attention or noticed as I was writing 
that all the things that I absolutely loved and adored about him really were a part of his autism. Mm -hmm. And that there was so much beauty in his autism that I was failing to notice and recognize because I kept focusing on what I thought he would never be able to achieve because of the fears that I are those stories that I was telling myself that he, you know, maybe might not be able to one day, you know, drive or have a family or have a job or have children or someone who can love him or friends, all those things that we worry about as an autistic parent or any parent truthfully with special needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was so busy thinking so far ahead about the future that I wasn't enjoying the present and I wasn't taking in all of these things about Maximilian that were just beautiful and really writing and reflecting and sitting in that is really truly where my healing started to begin. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that if I feel like this and I consider myself to be a pretty damn strong ass woman, (laughs) Then, you know, you know my upbringing. So um, Mm -hmm. knowing that, then I imagine, I can't imagine all these other people who are feeling through what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I was like, you know what, I, I need to kind of come out on the other side of this and really start seeing the light and seeing the beauty and sharing that. And that's the stories that I want to share. And that's the stories that I think people need. And I need, we need that hope. And we need to know that, you know what, this is not as good as it gets. It does get better. And we have to create that world of awareness, not just about autism, but the world of awareness that there is so much beauty that people are not seeing, even with our own children. And so that's, um, that's this new project that I'm working on right now personally is, is going to set the tone for that. And then that was really um, the genesis of the Autism Hero Project, mm-hmm. where it's a 501c3 not-for-profit that seeks to prepare kids with autism for the world and prepare the world for them. And so we do that mission work a couple different ways. Obviously, the first... Um, and the thing that makes us the most famous is that we buy medical insurance for children on the autism spectrum so that they can gain access to ABA therapy. Since I saw what ABA therapy did in our household for legend firsthand and all of the strides he made and all the things that I worried he wouldn't be able to do at the time, like tie his shoe, like just there's so many things that it helped us to accomplish Mm -hmm. um, and gain friendships and self-awareness and you know, kind of decrease these maladaptive behaviors and just all the things that ABA does. The fact that there are so many families who don't have access to that because they are underinsured or uninsured or like here in the state of Illinois, it sucks that right now Medicaid doesn't cover ABA therapy, shame on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that families, all families ever want is to be able to give their child what they need to be able to thrive and strive and be as independent as possible and learn these life skills to be successful. And the fact that, you know, if a child, God forbid, with diabetes can take insulin or if they have a heart problem and they can take a heart medication, what we advocate for is just someone's basic human right. And so we are that financial bridge 
to help parents gain access to medical insurance specifically so that they can get ABA therapy for their children. And then the other work that we do is we, we love to promote, as you know, that everybody's screaming about autism awareness. And yes, that's the first piece, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you have to be aware about it. But to me, uh, it's absolutely not enough to be aware about autism if it does not literally activate you to be an agent of change, an agent of inclusion. If it does not convict you, once you become aware about autism, to do something, to be part of the change that we need to see, then it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part of it. So we're changing the landscape with businesses and restaurants and organizations. You know, we're doing so much work um, that people don't even realize that we're doing to really create a world of inclusion. And so I'm really excited about how far we've come since 2017. May of 2017 is when we got our not-for-profit status. That's when my first book published that I co-authored in. And now we're in November of 2020. And to date, we've funded nearly $100,000 in medical insurance premiums for children on the autism spectrum just to access ABA therapy. We've helped countless businesses to show that everyone wins with inclusion when they start thinking intentionally and they cater to sensory friendly, you know, families and their needs. We show how their bottom line as a business really kind of does really well when they, you know, show that they care. Um, We've helped businesses create spaces um, and gain business. Uh, We've saved a mompreneur uh, who was losing her business by having her pivot um, into making sensory boxes. We've we've done so much that I'm just super proud of everything we've done. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I am too. I'm so proud to support Awesome Hero Project. I mean, you know, I, in the beginning of this journey, I definitely, I didn't really know where to turn in terms of like, you know, nonprofits or charities that were supporting autism. And I, you know, really was only aware of the biggest ones at the time that I no longer support, but I am so happy and proud to support you and AHP, like any chance that I get, because you guys really are changing lives. And I, I think, you know, it's important to say that you and nobody on the board receives a dime for all the insanely hard work that you do. And I am very aware of how hard that work is because I see how hard you are working. Jamie, my my friend who's been on the show a couple of times, she's the vice president. You guys just truly put your blood, sweat, and tears into everything. And you do that because you're so passionate about this work. And it's it really is, it's just incredible. Thank you. I mean, you know, we are run on a community of heroes, literally a community of heroes. A hundred percent of everything we raise is invested in our families. Like you said, none of us literally get a dime. Everything that we do, we try to get sponsored or donated to us so that we're not spending any of the donation money on us, on anything, even simple office supplies. Like we literally, you know, unlike the biggest, you know, autism not-for-profit organizations that's out there that, you know, I have this little flyer that they gave me that I literally hang up as a reminder. 100% of ours goes to our families. Um, Where theirs, and I'm looking at it as we speak, 85 cents of every dollar 
funds research advocacy programs and services, and then 10% into fundraising and 5% into management and general funds. So basically, they basically are telling us that 85 cents on the dollar is going to pro pharma, pharma Mm -hmm. for research and development. And, you know, that definitely for sure needs to be done, right? We need to know when you have a prevalence of autism of one in 54 children being diagnosed in the U.S. on the daily, and of that one in 37 boys, that's extremely alarming. And so, yes, of course, we need money and research, but that doesn't help the millions of families that have autism right now. Mm -hmm. And right now in the world, there is over 70 million people living with autism, Megan. Mm -hmm. And to know that Autism Speaks, that brings in multi, multi multi-million dollars, 85 cents of it is going to research and development to pro pharma. And honestly, minimal to nothing goes into the hands of families that are in crisis. Mm -hmm. It really saddens me that when you're bringing in that kind of money and they polarize all of the grant funding and because they're the big name and they were out first, we have to give them the respect. I get it. But at the same time, the fact that they give really nothing, I wish that they were more transparent about where their money really goes and how when they're doing all these fundraisers, you know, they'll use video and footage and images of children on the spectrum as if they did something for them and they did nothing for them. Um, Mm -hmm. It really saddens me that there are so many families who need resources. And I don't mean, and you know, they'll be the first one to admit they are nothing more than a house of resources. They will give you a lot of resources. They'll give you a lot of data, um, you know, and, but they're not dollar wise putting anything in pockets. They don't Mm -hmm. even have someone on their board who's on the autism spectrum. Uh, So they don't employ people on the autism spectrum. At least, mm-hmm. you know, in the three and a half years we've been around, we've literally have gotten employment for two people right now on the autism spectrum. And we've only been around, we're in our infancy. We're on a mm-hmm. grassroots, like, honestly, we're all grassroots, no grant writer yet. We're in the midst of searching for one. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so we got to give them kudos for for being around and for helping us with the awareness. But I just wish that they did more for families. And so that's oh. where we come in. I completely agree. I, I've before on the show and I, I know I, I talked about Autism Speaks in the super early episodes, like one of the first couple episodes, because in the very beginning of this journey after Logan was diagnosed, I really didn't know where to turn. And obviously, you know, Autism Speaks is such a huge name. And I definitely was looking to them for whatever guidance, resources, and for two years in a row, our family went and did the, the the walk for Autism Speaks. And honestly, at that time, I'm really glad that we did it because what it showed me was that there were other families like ours that were out there in a time that I felt really isolated. And I remember the, the first the first year we went, and it was like a beautiful sunny day. Um, and it was at Sojo Field, which is where the Bears play. And it was just, there was this energy in the air that I hadn't felt before, to be honest with you. And it was yeah. this sense of community and of belonging. And like I said, seeing other families and seeing other kids that were like Logan, it, it really was it was really touching. Um, and then we did it again the second year. And it was crazy because I Layla was like three weeks old and I 
bundle her up and mm-hmm. we went into this walk and it was freezing cold that day. Um, but we haven't done it since and not because I think it's all bad, but because there's so many there there's, there's people like you who are doing really amazing work and maybe are not doing it on this, the huge scale that autism speaks is, but what you're doing is so much more important in my mind. So, like I said, I would rather, I would rather support you guys and, you know, give my money. Cause I, when I think about the money we raise for autism speaks and like I said, listening to you now say these facts and every time I read something about it, I think, Oh my gosh, I wish that money went to HP, but you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. So now <laughs> moving well, forward. You know, I, in all honesty, I mean, I give them, I give them respect. I mean, I, I, I just, that's just one element that I know that they're capable of doing because they bring in so much money. And that's just the one element of them that right now just kind of saddens me because the need is so great out there. And I think the reason why I feel somewhat this way right now is because our application period is open. You know, we have an annual application period where people will submit an application for funding to get medical insurance just to access ABA. And I see more and more applications with multiple children on the spectrum, this one application we just got has three children on the spectrum. And, you know, I had last year an application with a mother with four children on the spectrum. And so there's so more and more multiples. And I just, you know, it just saddens me that I think that's what it is. I think it's just, you know, I respect and I commend the work and the awareness. But on the other side, I just wish that they were doing something specifically for our families. So I'm not here to hate on them. That's just the one thing that right now, um, I'm just a little sensitive to as I read these personal statements of families who are looking for resources and they mention how they've gone there and they get nothing. It just, it just hurts my heart. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I've had multiple parents show who have more than one child in the spectrum. And yeah, like you said, like these, these families need help and need help. Yeah. It's, and so- but thankfully there's, there are people like you who are doing so much good. So Autism Hero Project just on a mission and going to keep on rocking and rolling. And I know you said you have a lot of really interesting, fun projects coming up. Oh, yes, we do. Um, Then you have one that you just recently were working on that you're going to give us a little something of that today. Can you share? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had another story that was published in a book that just released, uh, two weeks ago called the book is titled Hispanic stars rising the new face of power. And I'm excited because they picked up my story titled heroes wanted. And so the quote that they kind of highlighted out of it is um, inclusion is not bringing people into what already exists. It's making a new space, a better space for everyone. And the story I'll read it to you. It's a short story. But I think in the brevity of this story, I think people understand why we scream for a world of inclusion and why it's all of our jobs to create that. And so I'll start reading it. Please, I'm excited. I'd take a bullet for you. Have you ever experienced a love so grand that you literally would sacrifice life and limb to save what you love? and hold so dear. You'd only dare to vocalize such a cliche if you loved someone so hard that anything less just wouldn't suffice to express the weight this statement holds. 
When my legend was born, he entered this world blue with the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck, hanging onto life and fighting to stay alive. This wouldn't be the first fight we faced together. Nearly five years later, a doctor uttered three words that would change the trajectory of our lives forever. Quote, autism spectrum disorder. See, I'm used to fighting. I've fought my whole life to be where I am today. I was the first in my household to graduate high school, then graduate college with honors and a four-year-old son, and still went on to get my master's degree with a perfect 4.0 GPA. By 33, I owned a few homes, cars, and my own franchise business while working as a full-time school teacher. If that wasn't enough, I pivoted my spare time dream of acting into more of a full-time passion, and then I added playwriting into the mix. I had this undeniable grit and a tenacity for taking risks, which I contribute completely to being raised in a two-bedroom apartment in the projects of New York with 10 other relatives who were not my mom or dad. I learned how to trust my instincts and survive everything that came my way, but, quote, autism was different. It literally knocked the wind out of my stride. I felt paralyzed. For two years, I was completely lost. Then, I'd like to say that I had an awakening. Writing helped me heal and reflect, and that was the genesis of the Autism Hero Project, a 501c3 not-for-profit that serves to prepare kids with autism for the world and the world for them. I realized that autism awareness wasn't enough if it did not make you intentional about being an agent of change. With the prevalence of one in 54 children in the U.S. being diagnosed with autism, it is our collective duty to intentionally make space and be inclusive of those with neurodivergent brains and to help the world understand that neurodiversity should not be looked at as, quote, less flawed or damaged goods. This negative stigma is what prevents us from seeing these beautiful humans as our equals and all that they have to teach us. Inclusion takes work and commitment. It is not a one-time prescription where you hold a training, a lunch and learn, or maybe even hire that one employee and think that you can now check it off your list. It must be embedded in the culture, in every business system and process. And this only comes with being intentional about hiring and retaining people with special, with special needs. You will have to be a little creative and put some work into it. But as Hispanics, this is already ingrained in us. I am determined to make a world that is inclusive of my son and those like him. And for that, I need you. I am just full body chills right now. Yeah? You like? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you read that because I hadn't read it yet. And I'm so glad I got to hear it from your mouth because it's, it's so powerful. The story itself is so powerful, but hearing you read it is like the icing on the cake. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. That's so, so beautiful. Thank you so much for, for sharing that on the show. I, 
like I said, I'm just, I'm so moved. And I know everybody listening has to be too. I mean, there's so many things that I want to ask about that from kind of like where, where it started from. I love what you say about making the world, preparing the, the world, preparing our kids for the world and preparing the world for them. And that's exactly what you're doing, obviously, with Autism Hero Project and honestly, everything that you're doing. But one of the things that like really strikes me about about that story is, like you said, and kind of how we talked about in the beginning, too, is coming from a place where you feel broken and so kind of helpless. Like, I think any parent who hears that, hears those words, autism spectrum disorder. I literally just had a dad the other day say to me, I feel so broken. What, what would you say to that parent knowing where, where you've come from and all those feelings from the beginning, what would you say to that parent now who really is struggling and feels broken? So I think everyone's journey is their own. Um, but I can honestly say that I think we have to first work in our, on ourselves to really go through, honestly, those stages of grief. I mean, as you know, in the beginning, my first story, if you think this is powerful, but the first story I got published was, oh, forget about it. It was raw. It was emotional. I think I cried so hard when I wrote that story. Um, you know, there's something about some, you know, tears are the best stories, so to speak. And I think that, um, but I think we have to go through that. I think, I think we have to be able to mourn, you know, all the things that we think we're going to not experience or that we feel our children are not experiencing. But you know what? I mean, you don't even have to like have special needs to have a hard life. I can tell you that because I had a really hard upbringing. I had a very hard child. You know, I, I actually am emotional because I mourn the childhood I never had. Um, but I have to be honest, being on this side of it now, that's what even just made me who I am. And the, there is so much beauty. You know, it's kind of like the lotus flower, right? Have you ever heard that saying about the lotus flower? Like, it's the most beautiful flower. And it literally grows in the ugliest of muds and dirts and places through those mm-hmm. cracks. And so I, I don't know, I, I really feel like for someone who's broken, I think they have to be in that moment. But I think when you, you know, when you cry something out and there's nothing left to cry, you got to kind of pull up your pants and stand up and be like, you know what? Now it's time to push forward. And I think it's okay to feel broken and I think it's okay to, to cry, but I think that you can't stay in that place because if you do, then you're missing out on what's right in the present, right in front of you the beauty in those moments that we have to rejoice in. You know, it's kind of like that whole perception, you know, you look at the glass half full versus half empty when you, it's really a mindset and it's about having that growth mindset. You need that mindset. You know, it's kind of like a survival tactic, but you really do need it because you look at the world differently with, you know, those rose shaded glasses and it does make a difference. And it's like, you have to kind of like take this placebo pill and, and, you realize that when you start to look at the world differently and you start to ooze that energy, you'll see that 
you'll draw the right people into your life, the tribe that you need, the people that you need in your life, the stories that you need. People will start to come to you and share with you. And, and those are those moments that we have to be hopeful. And, that, and if you don't have that right now, then I say you need to search for that because there's already enough negativity in this world. And so if you don't have someone who's bringing light into your life, because you can't seem to find the light, then you need to go out and search for light and you need to rejoice in those happy little moments that make you smile or make you laugh or make your child smile or make your child laugh. You need that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just, that's how I really feel. I feel like you got to make those moments for yourself or you got to find the people in your life who can help you to make those moments. Absolutely. I, I, yes, I feel like what you said about giving yourself that space and time to, to grieve and work through those feelings, I do think is so important. And I remember one time you and I were talking and you were talking about how you, I think you were at like a group. I don't even know if it was like specifically for autism or special needs. Um, but you said to me, you were like, Megan, I'm done crying. Yeah. And you, you were kind of ready to move on from this group because you were like, I-, I understand where these people are at, but like, I'm, I'm not there anymore and I want to move forward. And I- that was so powerful to me because I had felt the same way at that time. Like, not that I don't ever cry. Um, or like in the beginning, like you had me, you were getting emotional. You had me tearing up too. Like it's, it's not like it's a bad thing to cry, but it's so important to, like we said, just be able to work past that to, to get to the other side, to see all the beauty, to see the, the amazing, like you said, the, the Lotus growing out of the dirt mm-hmm. there, there's so much happening that if you are stuck in that sadness, you're going to miss just, it. You're going to miss it. And, and I, I do remember when I said that, and it's true that I, you, you just got it. You have to move past it because you have to move past it for your soul. You can't be stuck mm-hmm. in that place. You have to do that for your soul. Um, and, you know, there is so much good out there. I have to be honest, the other part of it that I think has really helped me is the work I do with the Autism Hero Project. I mean, seeing how many families we touch and how happy we make people. Just tonight, we're debuting our Giving Tuesday video premiere of this hero's journey story of why autism awareness matters. And it's truly just life, real life stories of love and autism. And we went to one of those people's homes and we saw that there was a great need and we mobilized in three days. I talked to Jamie, our vice president, who's been on your show. And I was like, yo girl, oh my God, you know, somebody always has it worse than you. Right. And there's something about the joy that people get for giving. Right. We, and we generously mobilized in three days, a community to donate bedroom sets and clothes and comforters and towels and you name it. We furnished their whole little tiny apartment. They've been living in the States for six years. You know, they came here from another country just to get their kid the services he needed because in her country, they didn't even know what autism was and they didn't have any resources. And they came to the other side of the world to a language and a culture and a religion and just a people that live so differently and customs that are different to seek help for their child, right? They gave up everything, everything. And so, and they had nothing and it didn't matter because at the end of the day, all they cared about was making the sacrifice for their child. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. the other thing that kind of 
what helps me to feel better and brings me joy is knowing that I can help somebody else. And you don't have to be a not-for-profit organization to help somebody else. It's even in the simplest ways. I mean, I remember when you got COVID and I found out that you guys all had it. And I was like, yo, girl, I'm about to send you some Grubhub. I'm about to make you feel better because your ass needs (laughs) to eat and rest and relax and you can't be cooking. And so I'm going to take care of you. And you're like, well, my sister's here. And I'm like, no, no, no. She needs a day off too. There's too many of you, right? So, I mean, there's like just little things that bring me joy. Helping other people bring me joy. And I think when you're not focused on yourself, I think it's, you know, that's the other thing that kind of brings light, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That was so sweet of you. Yeah. you Dude, we had so many awesome people. I mean, really over these past several months with everything with my sister, we've, and then Logan was in the hospital. We've had so many people like you never want these kind of things to happen, but when they do and, and people like really step up for you and go out of their way to help you, it's, it's just so moving and it does inspire you to like pay it forward in the future with, with other people, because like you said, doing something that for you, it's a little thing. It's not, it's, it's not like it's really, you know, you're, you're not doing more than you can, but for that person, it means so much. It means everything for that person. Yeah. 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 And those things really are, they're so amazing. You know, at the autism hero project, we have this saying that I say, and I post everywhere, right? Little by little, a little becomes a lot. And even like the littlest gesture that you give someone can really just change everything for them in that day. And really just, you're changing someone's world, even by doing a, a small act of kindness, you know, no small act of kindness goes unnoticed. And so that's, that's how, that's how I survive all day long. When if I'm not feeling good, I'm like, who can I, who can I make smile today? And then that brings me joy. That's right. Oh my gosh. Well, like I said to you before we started, somebody once said to me, Megan, there's, there's rain catchers and there's rainmakers and you are without a doubt a rainmaker and you just are you're someone who I'm I'm so thankful that we connected and like I said my husband saw the AHP sign on the <laughs> when he went to get his dry cleaning that day and and gosh cuz everything from there it's been it's been so amazing to just get to know you and have you be a part of my tribe and be a part of yours oh, I'm so thankful um, I mean, to I, you I, Hey, if anybody ever goes to our website, you guys want to see Megan's beautiful work. I just have to tell you on a side note, besides her great podcast, which is one of my favorite apps. Actually, it is my favorite, in all honesty, autism podcast. I I know you said there's other good ones. I I just don't care to try anymore. Um, I've already found the one I like and that's it. But um, I was doing a TV interview with WGN, Chicago's very own, was doing a whole cover story on my work with the autism hero project and it was like a last minute thing and Megan does makeup on the side and she literally made me look glam gorgeous and uh, (laughs) people can find that interview right on the autismheroproject.org page to see the beautiful work that you do which is my face Oh, yes. Well, yeah. You know, it's funny. You stay on the side. That used to be my, my full-time gig, but then I got all these kids and everything else. To do. And you started um, changing the world, right? Doing your, leaving your little impression in the world to make people, to be, you're such a resource 
to the autism community with the information you bring through the people you bring on your show by just keeping it real and raw and honest, sharing, you know, the vulnerabilities of what it's like, but also sharing the love and the joy. And that's, that's what I think sets your podcast apart. Truthfully, that's what sets you apart. This is why you and I connect so well, because, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm all about, there's enough sorrow in this community that I just want to keep bringing in the light. Even when I'm having those bad days, I just need to remind myself of my blessings and yeah. So I love you, Megan. I love you too. This is a real love fest happening here. That's the only <laughs> ways to do it. Right. I know. I know. Well, and it's, and that's, that's just, this is real life too. This is how we are all the time. Yes. Um, can you share where people can connect with you and find out more about AHP? I know you just, you just said the website, but where else can people find okay, you guys? Great. So you can follow the autism hero project, obviously on our webpage, autismheroproject.org, but we have Facebook, we have LinkedIn, we have Instagram, we have a YouTube channel. And I have to tell you, which by the way, the YouTube channel was always my channel because I had already been well established before my work with the Autism Hero Project through my acting and all that. So uh, I feel like Tamika Lachey Morales's YouTube page is Tamika Morales's page is all Autism Hero Project. But because tonight we are releasing this documentary style video that I'm so proud of, I was like, you know, I think the Autism Hero Project has earned their own YouTube channel. So. I literally am uploading this video today. So by the time that this podcast comes out, people can go subscribe to the Autism Hero Project YouTube channel. Um, we also, I, it forced me also to create a Twitter page. I handle all of the social media. So I was like, oh, three of them are enough, but now I'm handling five of them. So we also have a Twitter handle, Autism Hero underscore AHP. All the other handles are literally the Autism Hero Project. Um, so please follow us. Please share, like, subscribe. Um, if you want to show some love to our mission and vision, you can donate. Giving Tuesday is December 1st. So let's make sure this podcast goes out by then. <laughs> well, I will put all the links in, in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much again for coming back on the show and just for all the amazing work you're doing you are, you're just a firecracker. And I told you before, like anything you set your mind to do, you're going to do it. So I'm hoping my next on. project, Megan, you're, you've already told me you're going to be a part of, and then we can announce that to the world. Cause we've got something juicy cooking for our community. Um, I can't wait. and I can't wait, I can't wait. So that's going to be my next show with you guys. Okay. And this time yeah. we won't yeah. wait three years for that to come out. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure I will talk to you soon. Sounds good, Mama. Take All right. Bye. Ciao, mi gente. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. 
It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well. But you can pick from any of their titles. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism, all one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Tamika. She is just incredible. Again, she's someone who I'm I'm so thankful that I connected with on a personal level because she's just an amazing friend and supportive person in my life. Um, but again, just for all the incredible work that she is doing for the autism community, she is she's just she's moving mountains and I'm I'm so proud to know her and I'm really excited about all the new projects that she's working on and I can't wait to be a part of them so definitely stay tuned for all of that and please do follow her on social media follow AHP if you are willing or you have it available if you would donate to them their their cause truly is so incredible and everything that they are doing for children with autism and families of people with autism they they are really doing so much good and again we talked all about this on the episodes so i don't need to reiterate it but they're they're the good guys for sure <laughs> they're the real heroes absolutely so check them out and if you want to follow me you can find me on facebook at adventures and autism podcast on instagram at adventures and autism pod or you can email me at adventures and autism 2018 at yahoo.com again i love hearing from you guys so please if you're enjoying the show just drop me a line or leave a rating and review. Those are very helpful and they also just make me really happy every time I see that there's a new one. (laughs) Um, I have so many great episodes coming up. I have recorded several awesome episodes that are in the bank. I have several more that are set up and I can't wait for you guys to hear from all these awesome guests. I I'm just, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to to move forward. Also, tomorrow, if you're listening in real time, is Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope everyone has a wonderful, safe holiday. And that's all for now. But until next time, take care. (music) 